good morning. We miss Pastor and Janie this morning, don't we? But again, they'll be back with us next Sunday. The Lord is good. Yes, amen. Well, this morning, uh, first of all, I want to say thank you to Pastor for teaching us about the Holy Spirit. There's a lot out there. And, you know, I've, I've been in this for a long time. I think I've seen a little bit of everything. There's a lot of truth that takes place with the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of excess that takes place that is called the Holy Spirit. So I appreciate so much our pastor training us and guiding us to help us to understand how the Spirit operates and how the Spirit does not operate. That's a wonderful thing for our pastor to do. So thank pastor for him going there. This is something that's really needed in the church today. But we're going to continue today with the second of the three sets of, of the gifts of the Spirit. And this is the revelation gifts. The word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the discerning of spirits. So let's look at our scripture, 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 6. Now concerning what comes from the Spirit, brothers, I do not want you to be unaware. You know that when you were pagans, you used to be led off to the idols that could not speak. Therefore, I am informing you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is cursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now there are different gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different ministries, but the same Lord. And there are different activities, but the same God activates each gift in each person. Each gift in each person. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for the gift of your spirit. Lord, that you place within us that never leaves us. Lord, you said you never leave us or forsake us. Thank you so much for giving us guidance through your spirit. Thank you for the gifts that are prevalent, Lord, that, Lord, any of us can be used from. Lord, thank you so much. Help us to learn today, and we bless you and honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Before we get started, I want to show off my coffee cup. Can I do that? I've had this for a couple months now. Um, I like this coffee cup. It feels good in my hand. I like the color of it, kind of unique. It's got a, a push top, so you don't have to figure out how to get the thing screwed on right, which has always been aggravating for me. But a cool thing about it, it's got a magnetic cap on it, a little slider. So you can, uh, it stays on good and secure, and you can take it off to clean it. So it's kind of cool. I like it use it every day. So in the morning, I fill it with that precious juice that everybody loves called coffee and get the buzz off of it to get my day started. So I drink out of this cup until it's empty. But once this cup is empty, it's no longer useful to me. It's just a vessel. So it waits till the next day to be filled and used again. Now I want us to look at that same scenario as to the things of the Spirit. Because it's so easy to get wrapped up in the individual and say, man, I need to follow this guy. Where's he going to be? Or, or maybe I need to go get a word from him. Or maybe he can touch me and help me. And He's just a vessel. It's what is inside that makes the difference. It's the Holy Spirit that makes the difference. Let me give you an example in my own life. Years ago, the church that I came from, I was on staff there, 
It was the late 90s, and the Brownsville Revival, I'm sure everyone, most everyone has heard that, was taking place down in Florida, Orlando, Florida. And the pastor said, Brian, I'm going to send you down there. I want to know what's going on, if this thing is real or not. He said, because I've heard some crazy stories. People climbing trees and barking like dogs, things like that. You see how excesses, things get stretched. So pastor sent me down there. It was an amazing time. I got renewed and refreshed in the Lord. It was just so cool to see people flooding to the altar. Really cool. So came back and told pastor he ended up going down there as well. But we've got to be careful there was a point where we invited the pastor of that church, which was leading the revival, to come and speak at our church, which is pretty cool. So he came to the church on a Sunday morning, spoke. The man is incredible. I mean, he's got an incredible knowledge of the Word, just a great teacher. He's got the anointing of the Lord that rests on him, so he moves in the ways of the Spirit. Just a wonderful thing. So Sunday morning is spoken. Then Sunday night we had a believer's meeting. Pastors talked to you about believer's meeting where you kind of let your hair down, kind of take some time, enjoy the Lord. It was great. So he's going around after the service and praying for people. And I'm thinking, cool. I'm going to get prayed for by the man. I'm going to get prayed for by the guy that the Lord used to start this revival that, that people are flocking to, that people all across the nation are flocking to this church because of, of what he is, is kind of protecting. I was thinking, this is the man that the Lord is, is bringing people from all over the world to come and, and get renewed. This is the man, and he's in our church, and I'm going to get it prayed by him. Oh, my goodness, I'm going to get it zapped. This is going to be great. So I've got my eyes closed and I've got my hands up and I'm looking out the corner of my eye to see where he's at, waiting. Come on, those of y'all that have been in this a while, you've done the same thing. So I'm watching. Here he, com here he comes and I'm, I'm getting the stance ready. I'm getting ready, ready just to get blown away. Got my hands raised. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Here he comes. Puts his hand on my shoulder and walks on. So I'm sitting there and I'm... Look, and I think, what? That's it? The man that God used that looks like he's changing tens of thousands of people's lives, that's all I get? And I was pretty disappointed. But right then, I felt the Spirit of the Lord speak to me down deep inside. Basically saying, what are you doing? Why are you looking to him? You should be looking to me. Because you see, he is just a vessel. Before that time, when my mother was alive, she was my confidant. Godly, godly lady, most godly lady I've ever known. And she would speak life into me and speak things of the Lord and remind me of scripture and just really encouraged me and all of a sudden she died unexpectedly and I remember thinking what am I going to do now and again deep inside I felt the Lord say why don't you look to me you see we get so focused on the vessel when we need to remember it's what's inside it's the spirit of the Lord
And let me give just a word of caution. Be careful of those that claim to own or carry the gifts. We don't own the Holy Spirit. If anything, the Holy Spirit owns us because we have chosen to give our lives over to Him to commit our lives unto the Lord. So really, it's the Holy Spirit. And the gifts that we may operate in, we don't own those gifts. We don't carry them around in our back pocket to pull out whenever we think they'd be useful. They're given, as the word we just said, to each gift in each person as needed. The Holy Spirit will give a gift to a person in such a time as the Lord deems necessary for the good of the church, not the edification of the individual. That's how the Lord moves. So today we're going to be looking at the revelation gifts, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, the discerning of spirits. And the first one we're going to look at is the word of wisdom. The word of wisdom. The gift of the word of wisdom. Now if you've taken the SAT and you've got a perfect score of 1600. If you have learned a bunch of things and you've got, got it all in your head and you can retain that information, it doesn't mean that you've got the gift of the word of wisdom. It just means you're smart. It just means you've got a great ability to retain information. Let's look at what the definition of the word of wisdom is. It's a supernatural revelation of the divine purposes of God. God, through his wisdom, is revealing something beyond any human insight. Many times the word of wisdom reveals something that hasn't taken place yet, but there are times it can be present or past. It's a supernatural gift of God given through the Holy Spirit. Let's look at a couple examples in Scripture. Peter and John, when they came before the religious leaders in Acts chapter 4, verse 13, when they observed the boldness of Peter and John and realized that they were uneducated and untrained men, they were amazed and recognized that they had been with Jesus. Let's look at Stephen right before he was stoned to death, when he's standing and talking to the religious leaders in Acts chapter 10, verse 8 through 10. Now Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performed great wonders and signs among the people. Opposition arose from members of the synagogue who began to argue with Stephen. But they could not stand up against the wisdom the Spirit gave him as he spoke. He had the gift of wisdom at the time to confound those that were wise. Let me give you a couple examples in my own life. Uh, again, the, the church that I came from in Charlotte, uh, there was a renewal taking place. The Lord was moving. It was an exciting time in our church. And the church was growing. We, we had a, a paved parking lot, but it wasn't adequate at the time. So the elders believed that it was time to go ahead and pour gravel on some of the grass because people were parking on the grass and then mud and just makes a mess. So there was a Wednesday night service and after the service, the elders, pastor, and myself, I was on staff there. We all went out there and we were walking and praying. And all the elders felt that God was telling them and us that it was time to step out in faith and to go ahead and get this thing done immediately. Now, I knew how much that was going to cost. I knew how much money was in the church bank account. And we could afford to do that, but that would deplete the bank account to zero. 
That was it. There was no more. So I'm a little skeptical. So anyway, Friday morning comes, and I'm standing out there in front of the church office with pastor. His name was Mark as well. I'm standing there, and we're watching truck after truck after truck full of gravel come in. And they're dumping the gravel, and they've got a bulldozer and spreading it all out. And I'm thinking about the cost of this. And I remember looking over at my pastor, Pastor Mark, and I said, uh, Pastor, are we going to get paid today? <laughs> it was payday. And I knew they had to be paid first, and there was not enough to be able to get paid. Listen, everybody's got needs. So I was concerned. And Pastor, in his wisdom, looked over at me. <laughs> pastor looked over at me and said, Brian, he said, the elders believe that God has spoken to each of them and they are all in unity that God has, has called us to do this, that we, that we need to step out and make this happen. Let's see what God will do. And it was like right after he said that, I saw a car pulling in the parking lot, pulled up to the office. And I'm standing there right beside Pastor, and the guy gets out of the car, recognizes him, he's the guy in the church. And he walks up to Pastor and hands him a check. He said, God told me I needed to bring this to you today. And the amount was more than sufficient to cover the cost of the gravel. And we got paid that day. <laughs> the Lord is good. The Lord is good. Now listen, you need to be careful though. There's a fine line between faith and foolishness. But when as a body God has spoken and you know that you know that you know you move in what God says. Another example, the church that my wife Tammy and I met in, we dated in, we got married in, dedicated Aaron, our firstborn in. I was working in the youth at the time, and there was a pastor and his wife that came on a Wednesday evening. And they were talking about a church that, uh, a church plant, a church startup church they were going to do in Pineville right outside of Charlotte. And I was like, well, you know, I wasn't really all that interested. I wasn't really paying that much attention. It's good, but, you know, just is what it is. But as he was speaking, I felt the Lord, again, down deep within me. <laughs> he said, go introduce yourself to this man. You're going to be working with him. Wow. To be honest with you, it was the clearest I've ever felt God speak to me before. So, man, I perked up then. I was listening to every word the guy had to say. So he got done. And I remember walking over to the side and sitting down and just watching him. And I knew that I knew that I knew I was going to be working with him. No doubt in my mind. So after the people kind of cleared out, you know, shaking his hand, congratulating him on starting the startup work, I walked up to him and I shook his hand. I said, hey, my name is Brian. If there's anything I can help you with, please let me know. I didn't say, God told me. I just simply laid it there before him. And I figured if this was God, he would continue to unfold it to make it happen. And to be honest with you, that night started a four-and-a-half-year partnership in ministry with this pastor. And this man... <laughs> In his patience, he discipled me. 
He taught me about ministry. He taught me about being a man of God. Very needed in my life. And I'm forever grateful to him for putting up with me. But you see, that was the Lord giving insight before the event even took place. So we have talked about the word of wisdom. Now we're going to look at the word of knowledge. Now you may say, Brian, of all people, come on, man. Why are you the one talking about wisdom and knowledge? Well, listen, it ain't about me. And it's not about you. It's about the Spirit of the Lord who has infinite wisdom and infinite knowledge giving unto those as needed for a situation that is present. That's how the Lord operates. So now we're going to look at the word of knowledge. Now, if you've got a great education, if you've been taking classes, if you watch Jeopardy every night and you just nail every answer on there thinking, if I could just get on that show, I could walk home with a bag of cash. That doesn't mean that you've got the gift of the word of wisdom. It just means that you understand things, you retain information, you're, you're really good at that. You're just naturally intelligent. Let's look and see what the word of knowledge means. Definition is simply the Holy Spirit giving us his specific knowledge on something that we would have no natural ability to know through our own knowledge. Supernatural insight given by the Holy Spirit himself. Now listen, knowledge is related to fact. It's not a mystery. It exists. It is. But it's unknown to the individual and given by the Spirit as needed. Now let's, uh, this, this also deals with present or past because it is known true knowledge that is in place. Let's look at a couple examples in Scripture. You remember the story in the Old Testament in 2 Kings about Elisha and his servant Gehazi, when uh, Naaman came to him, said he had a uh, skin condition, uh, the word calls it leprosy, and wanting to be healed. And Elisha told his servant Gehazi, said, tell him to go dip seven times in the Jordan, he'll be, he'll be healed. So he did that, and he was healed, and he came back. He said, Elijah, I'm healed. Let me pay you. Elijah said, no, I will not take anything from you. You see, Elijah understood he was just a vessel. He didn't do the healing. God just simply used him as a vessel to bring that about. So Naaman left. Now his servant Gehazi thought, man, you let that guy off too easy. So he chased him down and said, Naaman, Naaman, listen. You need to give us so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. Naaman said, man, I'm more than glad to. And he gave him double. Uh, Gehazi went and hid it and then came back to Elijah. And let's pick up there. This is uh, chapter 5, verse 25 and 26. Gehazi came and stood by his master. Where did you go, Gehazi? Elijah asked him. Your servant didn't go anywhere, he replied. But Elijah questioned him. Wasn't my spirit there when the man got down from his chariot to meet you? Now, you see, if you had been in that area and watched, you could have seen Gehazi go up to Naaman and get all those goods and go and hide them. Elisha was in another location. You see, it was a known fact, but it was divinely revealed to Elijah. 
Now, it's interesting that because of this deceit that Gehazi did, that he ended up with a skin condition that Naaman was healed of. Let's look at Mary when she visited her cousin Elizabeth after becoming pregnant with the Messiah. Luke 1, 39 through 45. In those days, Mary set out and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judah where she entered Zechariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped inside of her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she exclaimed with a loud cry, You are the most blessed of women, and your child will be blessed. How could this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? She who has believed is blessed because what was spoken to her by the Lord will be fulfilled. Now, if you had been in that room where the angel appeared to Mary and told her what was going to happen, Mary understood that to be truth, to be a fact. Elizabeth, on the other hand, was in another location, was not aware of this, but the Lord revealed that to her, and she spoke out about the goodness of God and Mary agreeing to that assignment. So we've looked at the word of wisdom. We looked at the word of knowledge. So the third and final one is the discerning of spirits. The discerning of spirits. So let's look at the definition. The discerning of spirit is not the discernment of things, but a discernment of spirits. It's seeing what motivates a human being. Someone is operating. Are they operating from God? Is it the enemy? Is it the flesh? Is it self? What is it? Helps us to see. And you know, this is a gift that's really needed, especially for the church today. Because there is so much excess and so much falsehood that we're claiming is the Spirit. And we need to understand and clearly recognize what is of the Spirit and what is not of the Spirit. That's why I appreciate Pastor on day one talking about this, said we will test the spirits if someone has a word. That's a pastor's heart, protecting, lead, feed, and protect. He's protecting us. That's good. That's a good thing. It says this in 1 John 4, 1. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to determine whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Let's look at a couple examples from Scripture. Uh, the first week pastor spoke about this topic, he talked about Ananias and Sapphira. And it's interesting, that's in Acts chapter 5, but the end of chapter 4, it talks about the, uh, the believers at that time were selling things and giving money to the church to help everyone in need that were believers that were struggling at the time. And there was one man in particular named Joseph that they nicknamed Barnabas which means son of comfort, because he went out of his way, man. He was just given and given and given, and he was honored and respected and even called a son of comfort. But when chapter 5 begins, it says, But Ananias, with his wife Sapphira, sold a piece of property. Now, the reality of the fact here, they could have kept the property. They could have kept the proceeds from the property. They could have given it all or maybe given some or given none, whatever. That wasn't the issue. The issue was Ananias came and said, I'm giving all of it. See, he wanted the respect and the honor that was earned by others. He wanted that same level, but he was doing it deceptively. And the Lord revealed that to Peter. Let's look at, at verse 3 in chapter 
uh, chapter 5. Then Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the proceeds from the field? And boom, he fell down dead. And later on, uh, Sapphira, his wife, came in with the same story. And Peter said this, Tell me, Peter asked her, did you sell the field for this price? Yes, she said, for that price. Then Peter said to her, why did you agree to test the spirit of the Lord? And she fell in judgment as well. Again, it was the deception that was creeping into the church that had to be dealt with, and the spirit revealed that in order to stop it. A lot of times the spirit moves in a way to bring closure, to bring safety for the good of the body. Let's look at uh, the slave girl that followed Paul and Silas in Acts chapter 16, verse 16 through 18. Once when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a female slave. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Man, having a, someone proclaim, you know, what's, what, you're, what you're there for speaking a sort of truth in the middle of this thing, but it was done in a way to bring division. It was there to annoy. It was there to aggravate. It was there to confuse and to bring division where unity was going to take place. Paul saw it, and he dealt with it. Let's continue with what Paul has to say. Finally, Paul became so annoyed that he turned around and said to the Spirit, In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the Spirit left her. It was revealed to Paul what was going on. And he dealt with it right then. Let me give you an example in my own life. I was just a, a young teenager and living in Charlotte, my mother and father, of course. And we started going to this spirit-filled church, full gospel church. Uh, and it was a little old rickety building. I mean rickety to the core. You walk in, and there's an opening in the wall with a glass panel, and you can see these huge beams. There were a log, well, the remnants of a log cabin with the mud in it and the whitewash. I mean, that's how old this place was. And it was kind of piecemeal, built on here, built on there, just rickety. I mean, you walk the floors and weren't level. It was just, but let me tell you, the Spirit of the Lord was there. Pastor was a man of God, and we learned so much through his teaching and he had a pastor's heart, much like our pastor does. Never take that for granted. Pastor is looking out for your good through the Holy Spirit. Anyway, the church began to grow, ended up tearing down that building with not much effort because it was pretty rickety anyway. Anyway, they began building a new building. I was just a kid at the time. And uh, at the point, we had a concrete slab for the building, a little bit of wood framing up. And, of course, the church was meeting in another location during the time. And it was one evening, Sunday night after service, the congregation with the pastor came back to, the, to where the church was being built. And we were all marching around. We were, we were thanking God for what he had done. People were singing songs. It was just, it was a great time. I was having a time as a kid just enjoying this, you know. People are, are making statements. The Lord's going to help us, you know, we're, and, and speaking out scripture. And just everybody's just pumped. We're excited because God's brought us this far. And we're believing he's going to take us to the end where this building is finished. And we can continue to minister 
to the community on a whole new level. So everybody's just excited, and it's starting to get dark. And all of a sudden, a man said, Hear the word of the Lord. And everybody stopped. And everybody's, What's God going to say? God's going to speak to us. And the words that came out of this man's mouth started as, Stop marching, you jack, mm, plural. Everybody just stopped, shocked. And this man continued to rebuke the church, declaring that we were going in a wrong direction and we'd fallen off the path and this was not God's intention for us. And when he got done speaking, the passion of everybody there just deflated to nothing. And I remember as a little kid, I'm kind of looking around like, and everybody's eyes was on their pastor. And pastor, I remember, had his head down. Seemed like for a little kid, it seemed like an eternity. And it was getting, starting to get really dark at that point. But after a while, he raised his head and he pointed his finger over at that man. He said, that was not from the Lord. That word was not from the Spirit of the Lord. That was from another spirit. Do not believe the words of this man. He spoke in error, and he is wrong. Do not believe a word this man has to say. Now, you may say, duh. God doesn't call his children Jack. Mm -mm. But listen, in the heat of the moment, with all this going on, you need someone to stand up and speak truth through the spirit now this man ended up leaving the church and at the time he had a prominent leadership position there he left come to find out he was totally against the vision of the church he didn't like that the church was going out and going to minister to people in the projects and those in need and trying to help them and bring them in he was totally against that but the pastor pastored his people and that church continued to grow the building was finished of course that was back in the 70s but they're still prevalent today ministering to their community so these gifts that are given to the church they're given by the holy spirit and the holy spirit is our comforter he's our guide to help us navigate through this world and he's also, the word calls him the spirit of truth, that he will lead us into truth. He will expose truth. He will expose falsehood and help us to understand how to walk through this. Now, if you're new to the faith, if you're a new Christ follower, this teaching, these gifts of the spirit, all this can seem really intimidating, downright scary. But you got to remember, the Holy Spirit is your best friend. He'll never embarrass you. He'll never do anything that is other than what is for your best. That's who he is. He's looking out for your good. And for those that have been filled with the Spirit, that doesn't mean you've arrived 
It's not an end all. It's just another step in our relationship with the Lord day by day. As the worship team comes forward, I want to just quickly share my personal experience stepping into the fullness of the Lord. (laughs) When I was just a kid, my dad, which was always a good father, always a good husband, always a good provider, all that. We didn't care anything about the Lord, but he ended up getting saved. In the church that we went to, my dad went to the pastor and told him he had gotten saved. And the pastor said, from what? And pat him on the back and said, well, you'll get over it. So dad said, we need to go somewhere else. So we went to another church that had the name of the church was very similar to a mainline denomination that believes in the fullness of the Spirit. So my mother trained me and told me, said, honey, if someone asks where you go to church, you tell them you go to so-and-so church, not so-and-so church because there's something wrong with those people. So that's what I said. Brian, where do you go to church? Oh, I go to so-and-so church, not so-and-so church because there's something wrong with those people. That's all I understood. I didn't know what was wrong, but I knew there was something wrong with those people. So my dad, again, was love Jesus. I watched him turn from a good man to a godly man. My dad was hungry for more of the Lord, and he had heard that a young TV broadcaster slash evangelist was going to be at a church in Charlotte, and he wanted us to go and experience that, hear him. So we went on a Sunday night, and we're sitting there listening, and he's, I'm not paying much attention. I'm just a kid, but I'm there. And he spoke, and then he started praying for people, and there were some things that started happening that we'd never witnessed before. And my dad, I remember, looked over at my mom and said, we need to leave. So we got up, and we're walking out, and I remember it was nighttime, walking in the parking lot pretty briskly to get to the car. And Dad looked over at Mom and said, I don't understand what all of that, what's going on, but there's something real about it. And after that, my dad began doing research, praying to the Lord, really seeking the Lord on this. And it wasn't too long after that that he got filled with the Spirit. And I saw more change in my father, more passion as he grew more in love with Jesus. And there would be night after night, my mom would be in the den or the living room, and my dad would get up, go down the hall to his bedroom and close the door. And I'm just a little felon. (laughs) My dad would go and get on his knees next to his bed. And I would go and run down the hall and lean my ear up against the door and just listen. And I could hear my dad just loving on Jesus, thanking him for saving him, changing him so in love with Jesus then I would hear my dad start praying in his prayer language and I would run down the hall and I'd run up to mom and say mommy's doing it again she didn't understand it I didn't understand it 
but we knew there was something real there. And it wasn't too long after that that my mother ended up getting filled with the Spirit. And I remember night after night until the day I moved out. My bedroom was the end of the hallway. Mom and Dad's right next to it. And I could lay in bed and I could hear my mother and father both on their knees next to their bed talking to the Lord, loving on the Lord, talking about the issues of the day, just talking to the Lord. I saw a change in them. They were saved, but something was more, something was different. And I finally talked to my father and said, Dad, I don't understand this, but I see something different in you. I want that. I want more of Jesus. And there was one night that we knelt next to my bed in my bedroom. And he and I were praying together. And after a while, my dad, in his wisdom, got up and said, Brian, I'm going to leave. You just tell the Lord what you want. So he left and he shut the door and the lights were off. It was dark. And I remember I climbed up in my bed and I threw the covers over me. And I just cried out to the Lord. I said, Lord, I want all you have to give. I just want more of you. Lord, I'm so desperate for more of you. And something in that same area in me, in that spirit of mine, started to stir and it started to work its way up. And the next thing I knew, I was praying in a, in a prayer language. Now listen, I wasn't possessed. I had to speak out. I was fully cognizant. But there was something there. There was something stirring within me. That's why Jesus said in John 7, 38 through 39, the one who believes in me, as the scripture has said, will have streams of living water flow from deep within him. He said this about the Spirit. So I'm simply inviting you in your own personal time talk to the Lord. If you're hungry for more of the Lord, it doesn't take fireworks. Jesus doesn't need to appear and come and touch your lips or anything like that. You know, it's so simple. It's just like salvation. If you want more of the Lord, I urge you just to tell him what you want and see what he will do because he is faithful. Father, thank you for the gift of your spirit. Thank you, Lord, that you are the giver of all good things. Thank you, Father. When we seek you, we will find you. When we seek you with all of our heart, your word says. So thank you for filling us to overflowing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's stand and sing one more song. I
so much for being here and joining us today. Give it up for Pastor V. All right, let's close in prayer. Father God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for everybody that's here. Pray that you bless them. Pray that you give them a great week. We give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Have a great week. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, Join us in reaching others by investing today. You can give at www.gracechurch.tv give or by downloading the app and select give. We can't wait to see you next week.